And so in Lila, it's really affirmative. We really affirm who people are and we create this vision of, because it's evolutionary astrology is the type of astrology we practice. And so it's, it's really opening the door to who you can become. And, and it's so tied to relationship because to me, relationship is so powerful a gift that can either hinder us from becoming who we're meant to be or it can be a, a great support in helping us become who we're supposed to be and and i think when i say disrupting relationships it feels like the the past idea of relationships is more about hindering us from reaching our full potential and i'm trying to create a different narrative is how let's create relationships that foster us reaching our full potential Welcome to the Driving Force Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Chase Rosa, a former private equity analyst, now exploring human performance through podcasting, coaching, jujitsu, and endurance athletics. In this podcast, I'll be unraveling the stories of high performers across sports, business, and wellness by presenting their stories uncensored and uncut. I hope to inspire you to take a step back, look within, and evaluate your path and journey. Today's guest is Ricky Williams. Ricky is the co-founder and CEO of Leela, an astrology-powered dating and relationship app, and the co-founder of RW Real Wellness, a unique line of herbal-based wellness products that can be incorporated into daily routines. Upon the completion of a successful football career, which saw him win the Heisman Trophy in college and lead the NFL in rushing in 2002, Ricky turned his attention to spiritual exploration and development. A Gemini fueled by a passion for learning, he studies and practices yoga, meditation, astrology, craniosacral therapy, pranic healing, and Ayurvedic medicine. It's been through his journey of spiritual exploration and development and exploring these passions that ultimately led him to co-founding Leela and RW Real Wellness. Ricky also hosts a popular podcast called Curious Questions with Ricky Williams, where he discusses astrology, sports, and the benefits of medical marijuana with a special guest every week. In this interview, we dive deep into Leela and Ricky's exploration of astrology, his passion for plant medicine and spiritual development, RW Real Wellness, and much more. And so, without further ado, my interview with Ricky Williams. So Ricky, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course, of course. So how have things been progressing so far with Leela? Um, you know, it's, there's it been ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows, you know, and it, it reminds me of, of a football season, uh, or even, you know, more acutely in a football game, you know, and, and riding the waves of momentum. And it's, it's interesting. Our, our, our strength is really our team and, uh, the birth of soul, you know, my son really served as like a very like strong reset button for us. And, you know, we're planning to, to launch in the app store, uh, and on Google Play at the end of this month. And so it, it feels really good as the team is, is building momentum and, and we're really getting focused. It's, uh, it, it's exciting, you know, and it's, it's like we're about to birth, you know, Leela. And, yeah. and you know, it's kind of going through this process of birthing my son. Like I, 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 feel, I feel the momentum, momentum coming and it's, and it's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, that is exciting. In what ways did kind of the birth of your son provide like a reset for, you know, not just you, but he also mentioned the team as well. Yeah. So this, this process of bringing Leela to life is a, it started with my wife and I, uh, four years ago. And so it's been, you know, it's really been, been a long <laughs> gestational period. And, 
And, you know, the ups and downs and even, you know, you'll, you'll see like a lot of women when they get towards the very end of the term, you know, their feet are swollen and they're just really uncomfortable, you know, and, and then it's, it's not a comfortable time. And then kind of as labor starts, there's a second wind and this excitement that, you know, there's, there's about to be, there's about to be a baby here. And so mm-hmm. I just think that archetypal flow and again, our team is really tight. So kind of going through this, uh, this whole process with Linnea and, and myself, and, and it feels like, you know, the past couple of months, you know, our feet have been swollen, you know, pu- like really pushing through. And, and now this excitement and everyone really like seeing that it's going to be real, you know, after this long journey, everyone is very energized and it feels really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And Linnea is your wife, correct? Yes, Linnea is my wife. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. And um, so before we dive too deep into Leela, maybe just for the people listening, provide a quick overview of what Leela is and um, like what inspired you and your wife to start it? Yeah, so I mean, Leela is a is a relationship app. You know that that's the that's the simple way. Um, but, but really, the the deeper story uh, is is we're really disrupting relationships. You know, and uh, and we're using we're using our life experiences and we're using astrology to to do it. Uh, and so it's it's an app, and you know we've we've divided relationships into three different dimensions. Uh, first is self discovery. And so we use astrology to help people understand themselves, you know, uh, and then the next is social discovery. And this is kind of like the dating feed or the friendship feed where people get to contact, meet, meet other people. But the idea is meeting people from this place of uh, this is who I am on the inside, right? And I think this is the gift of what astrology can show us is help us understand our, our inner motivations, our inner thoughts. And I think when we can meet people on that level, it, it creates a space for deeper connection. Okay. And the third dimension is relationship building. And this is what I get most excited about, because it's like once you find your soulmate or you find that person, friend, lover, uh, parent, child, whatever, you find that bond, that's really when the work starts, you know, because life is about process and about growth and about evolution. And what I found in my life is nothing triggers growth and evolution like, like loving someone. Interesting. And, and, and so and loving someone enough to invest and that process of sharing your your heart with them you know that's that's scary but a very rewarding process if we if we choose well <laughs> right yeah no and that relationship building piece is one that i find really interesting um and one that we've talked about before but like going back to the self discovery piece like compared to some of the other dating apps out there and ones that i've that i've tried you know it seems very they seem very surface level you know some of like the prompts they'll give you like oh what's your favorite tv show yeah. Um, your simple pleasures and stuff like that. And that's kind of, I guess, how, I guess, quote unquote, deep some of these get, but, um, yeah. it sounds like with the Lila, you get much, much, uh, deeper. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's really, that's the core of where, where we're starting from. And, you know, this, I consider myself a, like a spiritual person and, you know, I retired from the NFL back in 2004 and I had a spiritual awakening and it really, you know, comes down to, I was doing something that made me a lot of money and, and gave me a lot of worldly pleasure and great things but inside I felt empty and so that bothered me enough to do something about it and so I started to nurture my inner life and I'm much so much happier okay so that's part of my story right and when I finally brought that same kind of attitude and thinking to my relationships my relationships started to flourish and and so I feel like creating Leela is really an extension of of what that experience was like for me and so Leela at its core is a, is a spiritual app because it's it's 
you know, when we say get to know yourself, you know, my, my tagline and, and, you know, my teammate to say it's cheesy, but it, it's know yourself, love yourself and invite others to the party because, you know, Leela is not like most stuff. When you read about astrology, it, it's describing people. And a lot of times it makes fun of people and, and points out negative attributes. Right. And that's funny and it's entertainment, but it's not very helpful uh, because astrology can do so much more. Astrology can I think of it like a, like a magic mirror. You know, like in um, Snow White, right? The the queen, you know, mirror, mirror on the wall, right? I feel like a chart is is that, you know, it gives you permission to really be yourself and, and it gives you like a, a path to evolve in that expression of yourself. You know, an example mm -hmm. is uh, I'm a Gemini, okay? And one of the Gemini, one of the archetypes of Gemini is the trickster, you know? The Gemini has the, the ability to understand concepts and words, okay? A, a gift with words. And so a trickster, the, net, the darker side can be like a, someone who's cunning, a con artist, because they're, you know, they're, they can talk you into anything, right? They, they have such a, a gift with words that they can use it in a way that, that hurts other people, okay? But an, another archetype of Gemini is the, the teacher, Right, where the gift of concepts and words is used to convey information to people, helpful, useful information. And so as a Gemini, when I was a kid, I, you know, a lot of times I was showing up as that, you kind of that dark. And it, when, you know, if I'm being honest as a football player, you know, there was no shortage of access to women. And I used that Gemini to talk, you know, to lie and to trick, right? Misuse of it, misuse of it. And so as I, as I started to like, want to be better, you know, that, it was a transformation of that same energy. I'm still a Gemini, but it's a higher vibration of it where I, and, you know, I started reading and studying things that weren't just about me, that were about something more. And, and I really was able to transform that. And so in Leela, it's really affirmative. We really affirm who people are and we create this vision of, because it's evolutionary astrology is a type of astrology we practice. And so it's, it's really opening the door to who you can become. And it's so tied to relationship because to me, relationship is so powerful, a, a gift that can either hinder us from becoming who we're meant to be, or it can be a, a great support in helping us become who we're supposed to be. And, and I think when I say disrupting relationships, it feels like the, the past idea of relationships is more about hindering us from reaching our full potential. And I'm trying to create a different narrative is how let's create relationships that foster us reaching our full potential. Hmm. And I think the first point, the first part is self-discovery is having this relationship with ourselves, you know, be, being able to see ourselves in a way where we look in the mirror and we smile, you know? Yeah, that, that's really interesting. And um, is, I guess, like the astrology, I guess, industry or landscape as a whole today, like, are you, is what you're doing with Leela trying to kind of clear up maybe some of the misconceptions around astrology um if well, that makes sense i mean kind kind of you know the, the truth is i'm an elitist snob when it comes to when it comes to astrology okay. um and so you know and my main goal is is to show people that astrology can be utterly useful utterly useful in, in more ways than people can imagine and that that's really the goal is for people to to, to use leela and be like wow there really is something to this, okay? Because that leads into opening opening our minds to realizing, wow, there's a lot more going on than, than we realize. And astrology is this wonderful gift because it's a constant reminder of, wow, there's there's something bigger going on. 
you know, especially as an astrologer, I, I sit with people and I'm blown away each time, you know, I'm looking at this two-dimensional graph with these glyphs on it and, and turning it into a conversation that really, really moves people and opens doors and, and allows people to feel good about themselves. Interesting. And how would you describe astrology for someone who has no idea what that is? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't begin, I wouldn't begin to because it, so here, here's been my like thing I've been, been harping on a lot about astrology. Okay. I would say astrology is a language. Okay. And, and that's helpful in realizing that it's not impossible, but it's kind of a challenge to learn a language. Okay. And then also learning a language is really about association, you know? So as like a football player, um, you know, I, I was drafted by the Saints, okay? And we had, we ran the West Coast offense and there's a certain terminology that we use to describe a swing pass or, or a flare, right? We, all these different terminologies. And then I was traded to uh, Miami and, you know, we ran the Air Coriel offense. Same plays, but did a whole different terminology, okay? And so like learning a new offense, you're just learning, oh, okay, this is what they call it, right? So astrology is a, is a language system. It's a system of correspondence. So it's a language. And all language is built on a, a, a broader belief system, okay? And so astrology is a, is a great tool because it's an ordered system. So whatever you put astrology on, it's going to give you some kind of clear orderly message if you understand the system. And so it's built on top of a belief system. And again, I'm a spiritual person. And so my astrology, I like it because it, it, it allows me to practice my spirituality, right? Mm -hmm. If, you know, if, if I say this, my, the, my son, when I was born, the sun was in Gemini. So if, I, if I'm saying, okay, the sun is about our vitality. And so if I'm saying astrology would say, if I do things that are related to Gemini, I'm going to be more vital. And it's true. When I read something, when I get new information that I didn't have before, I get excited. It gives me, it gives me energy. It feels meaningful to me. And so when I'm feeling down and I feel like I'll read something, right? Or I'll call someone I know who's going to give me an interesting perspective. And it works every time, right? So it's, it's not just, it's, it's practice, you know? And I feel like there's this big anti-religious movement going on. And I understand we have to be anti organized dogmatic re religion but to me re religion is an archetype it's it's really our belief system and we all need a belief system in order to make sense of all the things that are happening to us in our lives and right. i think religion is the practice of our belief system and so in this in this age where people are spiritual and not religious they're unconsciously they're unconsciously religious where astrology gives you a, a, the opportunity to have a, a concept, a belief system, and test it out against reality and see if it works. Right. It, interesting. I've never heard heard it put that way as being unconsciously religious. It's interesting. Well, most people are because I think the the religion, the unconscious religion, is is a form of uh, materialistic existentialism. You know, like. Right. People, even people that are religious. Right. If you look at the way they that they go to church or whatever, if you look at the way they live, they live their lives. Right. The beliefs that that govern their actions is they think that when they die, that everything is going to end. OK. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is materialism. And right. And, and because of that, you know, there's this lack of there's this lack of like morality, I, I think, generally speaking, you know. 
fantastic. So with Leela, like how you make sure that the app is approachable and understandable for the person who doesn't really know much about astrology. Yeah, that, I mean, so that's really the the major task of of all astrologers in the in, you know in the game, um, because the the younger generations are are into astrology. Okay, it, it's kind of they are growing up with it. You know, the people you know probably in their thirties and above. 35 and above, they're in the middle, not, not so much, okay? And so we realized for Leela to be as big as, as it can, we have to appeal to people who don't know anything about astrology, okay? So what we did in the app is, is and we, we went around this a lot, is as people enter the app, we asked them, you know, where are you? Are you someone that doesn't know much about astrology? Are you kind of dabbling? Are you an expert? And depending on that, you know, it's the same content, but we deliver it in a way that it's, it's that they can understand. And the way it's written, and Stephen Forrest, you know, our wizard, who's created all the content to, to date, you know, he's written 12 astrological books, and he's, he's, you know, he's taught thousands of astrologers. So he's really masterful in taking the astrological language and putting it in plain English for people. And so it's, and it's very relatable, and it's very intelligent. And, mm -hmm. and he's, so I think the, the way the content is written, it's personable and it's not overwhelming with astrological jargon. Right. Yeah. So making it really easy, easy for people to, to walk through it. And yeah, yeah, that's great. So in terms of compatibility, uh, my astrological sign is Sagittarius. So yeah. at a high level, what does this, I guess, mean for me <laughs> in terms of, well, I guess, so, yeah. Great question. Great question. Because a lot of people, they try to put compatibility in a, in a box. But for me, compatibility is, is just a, is, is about a choice, okay? And so, for instance, if I was in a relationship with the Sag, okay, there was a couple of things that I just need to know, okay, is that the sun, <laughs> our sense of vitality, right, is you're going to be more vital when you have a sense of freedom, okay? So even if I have, like, an opinion about you doing something, I don't want you to do it, I'm not going to tell you, right? <laughs> you know? Because... Right. And it's something I'm going to work on my work on with myself to realize for this, this is what I'm saying, relationships that support you in being yourself. Right. So I know that for you to be yourself, right, you need to travel, you need new experience, you need to not be bored. Okay. And I know if I try to keep you at home all the time, you're going to be bored and you're going to stray, right? So I might even suggest, hey, you know, why don't you go on this trip, right? So just, just understanding, like, especially with the sun, what makes this person shine? And, and how can I find a way to let this person shine that's non-threatening to me, but actually helps me feel closer to this person? And to mm -hmm. me, if you're willing to ask those questions and you have this information, any, any charts can be compatible. But more importantly, you have the information so you can say, no thanks, right? Like a cancer might say, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a little too much for me. You know, I need someone to be home all the time. And that's fine. We can be friends, right? But we realize if we try to live together and we don't have an agreement about this, it's not going to work, right? So it's funny. You can look at certain charts and you can see if they're not in agreement, you can see the fights they're going to have, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's funny. I, I use Linnea and myself as an example, okay? So she's got a lot of Capricorn in her chart, right? And Capricorn is like responsibility, um, rules, you know, structure, efficiency, okay? These are things that are accomplishing things, Okay. And I'm a Gemini, okay? Gemini is about just yeah, information, curiosity, okay? Right, let's see what happens. And I got some ninth house Jupiter, so Sag energy, like the, the one, I wanna gamble. I need to gamble to feel alive, you know? 
right? Breaking routine, okay. right? And yeah. so our, our constant fight the first couple of months is locking the car door, you know? Where, where you know, for me, this is kind of not all sages, but general sage energy is like, I'm good. I don't have to worry, I, right? I, I don't have to worry about little things, right? I'm, ta- mm-hmm. I'm good. you know especially like you know we'd park somewhere you know in the middle of nowhere okay and we get out and she would just lock the car and i was like like what are you locking the car why are you locking the car you know because the thing about sad energy is very principled right the principle of the point of locking a car is so that no one will break in it the chances of someone being anywhere close to breaking this car are like almost impossible Okay, so that's going to annoy a a sad (laughs) person, right? But a Capricorn, they're going to think, this is my stuff, you know, it's valuable. Like, if there could be one, but that one in a million time could happen, you never know, right? And for a Capricorn, like, that's Capricorn, right? And if if I understand that about it, then I don't get so triggered about it, right? If I get in my principle of self-righteousness, then we're going to, we're going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, pretty much all of what you said really resonates with me about a Sagittarius. Uh, I definitely, so I'm definitely someone who values values freedom, and and it's interesting. So I don't know how it works with like parents, but my mom is a Cancer, and uh, COVID brought me back to living with my my parents, and I'm now starting to think about moving. And again, and she's like, I'm sure all my moms are like this in some way, but she's like wants me home. <laughs> Not all moms, Cancers, Cancers for sure. That, that's a like it, it's a big it's a big write a passage for cancer women to let their kids leave the house most of them right Mm -hmm. because cancer cancer wants to share that long shared story right they want to connect cancer wants to be able to put the guard down and and have that real connection and with your kids you can have that kind of connection Mm -hmm. it's very interesting to have you around you know back memories right cancer we'd like to i have a cancer moon right we like to reminisce we like to reminisce Mm -hmm. yeah that's really interesting so and I apologize if you mentioned this uh, right when we started, but like, when are you planning to like officially launch this to the public? Yeah. So we're launching uh, June 28th, 2.34 PM. Yeah. Why 2.34? <laughs> so, so it's it, something in astrology. It's an old tradition called elections. And the idea is, you know, to find an auspicious time to begin something. Right. So it's the, the idea is, you know, if you want to play, have a baseball game, find a day where it's not raining, you know, and there's a better chance that the game will go well. And so we used astrology to, to find an auspicious time where the, the energies current really match what we're, what we're doing. And so uh, Stephen, our astrologer, found this really beautiful, really beautiful moment to, um, to hit send to, to launch the app. Very, that's coming up very soon. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. that's exciting. Yeah. So what is your ultimate vision for Leela? My ultimate vision for, for Leela is, is again, to, to bring, to bring the mystery and magic back into people's, into people's lives. Cause you know, again, that's what happened to me, right? I, I was a professional football player and I thought that was the magic, right? I had, had all the money I could ever want in, in fame. And I was, you know, one of the best in the world at what I did and something was missing, you know? And when I found astrology, I started to just be able to see so many, so many different connections and things that I, where I had a lot of shame and pain and misunderstanding about started to, to make sense and to clear up. And that, that kind of peace, uh, it's, I think it's what the world needs right now. And so 
just to to find and we the reason we chose relationships is because it's something that we all experience on a daily basis you know with our friends and our family and our our loved ones it's 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 up in front of us and so if we can use Leela to help point people in the direction of where the synchronicities and where the magic lie, then it's, it's, it becomes obvious when you're doing it with another person. And that's what I learned when my wife Lune and I started studying astrology to, together, you know, because mm-hmm. before, before I met Linnea, I've been studying astrology for over 10 years, but it was something that I did by myself, you know, I'd be in my office, reading books, you know, looking at charts, trying to not even talking to anyone about it so just kind of in my own head trying to figure it out and then when we started dating she showed some interest in it and I invited her to a class uh, I was attending and you know she's very smart you know she went to Duke and, and Vanderbilt Law and she so she picked up she picked it up really quickly and we were able to start conversing and looking at things and examining our relationships and using it with with each other that it just it just really really started to speak to me I remember uh, early off, early off in our in our in our dating, um, we were we were having one of those. It was like the first time where we were bumping heads, you know, where we just it was like any topic we tried to talk about somehow it ended up in an argument, you know, and it was it was kind of nerve wracking because everything had been going perfect to this point. And I remember one day I was driving down the street and and we were like arguing and I just pulled over and I and I pulled out my phone and I was like, what is going on? And I looked at our charts in the planet Mars, okay? It was everywhere, everywhere in both of our charts. It just was lighting everything up. And when I saw that, I took like a deep sigh and I was like, ah, oh, got it, okay? It's a, Mar- it's a Mars event. And so I just focused myself and I understand Mars events, it's where there's things that have been built up that need to be expressed. And when you know that's what's going on, it's not so scary, you can direct your attention to it. So we had some difficult conversations, clear the air and everything was it was like a it was like a, a point that drove us closer because we understood what was going on and we didn't feel like we were you know being smashed around by you know by life or by our emotions interesting that's great and um i guess for for you personally what have been like the biggest rewards um throughout like the, your many years of studying and practicing astrology um you know really it's my life you know, my, my life, it, it's like, <laughs> you know, and I, I guarantee anyone who's come out of the closet in any kind of way, you know, has this experience of something that is, you feel is so much a, a part of who you are, but you just keep it inside and you only share it either with yourself or just a few other people. Right. And then that transformation, when you're willing to like show up that way, you know, that's part of it. But, but just the fact that, because of all the time and, and passion of studying this, I'm able to, to really help people, you know, help people love themselves. And, and I think I've always wanted to, to help people, but I don't think I ever felt like I had a skill set that gave me the ability to help people at the level that I really wanted to. And I have that now. And, and so I, and again, it just Leela, right? If, if this goes as well as, as we, we think it will, a lot of people are gonna be touched. A lot of people are going to be given permission to be themselves, right? Yeah. And if I didn't have these years of studying, I wouldn't be in a position, one, to even appreciate what astrology can do or even have the connections to be able to bring something like Leela to fruition. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, I guess, is Gemini season like, like things have just gotten so like crazy, I guess, 
busy for me like so many opportunities have come up and i've just been like go 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 with this with this with it, like hit the gas pedal like like yeah. is that like a, a, a thing like i don't I'm, I'm just curious well so so yes yes but you know it's one of those things where it could be one of those days you know where there's just a lot of crazy news and just a lot of craziness going on out in the world okay mm -hmm. Let's say like Linnea, okay, just had a baby, not watching TV, not even on her phone, and just sitting there nursing soul and watching them sleep, okay? Yes, all that crazy stuff is going on, but she's not like, it's not, it's not affecting her. And mm -hmm. so there, so when there's a lot of Gemini energy or Gemini season, it's going to affect the people that have Gemini tendencies in their character already. Okay. okay. Whereas someone who might not have a lot of Gemini in their character, they might get like an extra four text, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or, or right, especially now Mercury's retrograde, so maybe an old friend might reach out. Okay, but it, it, but if you have a lot of Gemini, and so Sagittarius is opposite the opposite sign of Gemini, and so okay. opposite signs always reflect each other. So all Sagittarius are going to be affected by in Gemini season. Okay. Okay. Right. That's interesting. Because so so one way to think is everything is tied together. So one way to think about it is is Sagittarius is about answers. Okay. It's about our need to have answers. Okay. Right. But in order to have answers, we have to have questions, opportunities, you know, experiences to give us the answers. Mm -hmm. And that's what Gemini rules. Right. So they they always go they always go together. Okay. They always go together. Interesting. Uh, this is this is this is crazy how much this is like resonating <laughs> yeah cool i'm telling you it's really cool stuff yeah yeah it is awesome so um shifting gears here you know you've mentioned before like how much of a spiritual person you are like have you always been that way like always been a spiritual person like into spirituality i started off that way and then i, I then it I, I wouldn't say like it stopped it just it changed it changed form okay, okay. so I grew up, I grew up in a very religious family. And so my, my dad's a preacher. My mom's mom is a preacher. My dad's mom. Is a, so I was in church and I loved it. I mean, my, I'd say my first role model was Jesus and loved going to Sunday school. I just connected to it. So in that sense, very early, very early on at my core, always a spiritual person. Okay. But also a very passionate person. And so this is where religion and spirituality started to split a little bit is when I, you know, turned 15, 16. And youth group said, you got to wait till you get married to have sex, you know? And I was like, you know, maybe this church stuff, <laughs> maybe this church stuff is not for me. And so, you know, I, I kind of transferred all that energy to sports, you know, and, and sports, <clears throat> sports became my religion. And then 2004, when I had that spiritual awakening, I just was like, wait a minute. And I kind of started to remember, you know, those early days growing up. And and I started becoming obsessed with reading the Bible again and really reconnecting to my roots. And I think just kind of, you know, was re re-nourished at that time. And it's it's just taken off from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, what about like your passion around plant medicine and like alternative medicine and how that's how how all that started? Like what was that? What was your journey like through that and into that? Yeah, you know, it's funny, at least for me, you know, the journey starts. It starts in the mud, you know, meaning, you know, as they say, like in uh, in Hinduism and Buddhism, you know, they, they use the analogy of the or the metaphor of the 
the lotus. You know, it starts in the mud and grows to this beautiful flower. And, and I felt like we start in the mud, meaning we start in our social, um, time-based, cultural conditioning, right? And, and we try to come out of that and figure out, okay, what is real and, and what, is, what, is true, what is true in life? Um, and so growing up in the 80s, you know, say no, just say no to drugs. This stuff is, this stuff is bad, okay? And I believed it, like a good, like a, you know, stuck in the mud, like a good kid. And then I had an experience in college where my experience clashed with what I was told. And I was kind of stuck in this position where I was told this was a bad thing. But this mm -hmm. is the only thing that's helped me in this situation. So what do, what do, I, what do I do with that, you know? And I'm the kind of person that I just taught to trust my heart. And so I did. And I, and I found that it worked for me, except it didn't work for the NFL and I was suspended. And it made me ask myself like really serious questions. And when I retired in, in 2004, part of my journey was, you know, am I crazy or is there, some, is there something more going on here? That was really the theme of my awakening is I just had this, this, this epiphany of everything we do in, in life. It's like on this superficial level, there must be some deeper like core root to where it all comes from. And I just got really curious about, it, it must be there. And somehow that question led me on this journey. And I remember, you know, several months after retiring, it was in, it was in India at the, at the bottom, the basement of this like 3000 year old temple. And, uh, and I'm hearing like the, these temple dancers dance and I'm hearing the drums, you know? So there's the, the theater, right? The movie screen, okay? And there's the radio, the music, right? And I'm starting to realize that, that the core of everything is really spiritual. It really starts here, you know? And, and I, I just felt this visceral connection to like that I was, I had, was tapping into like the core of something. Um, and, and part of that journey was that same trip in India I'm driving up the Himalayas with my with my yoga teacher, and there's just like growing naturally, just fields of cannabis, and and it's like again having that experience, and being in a place where people are meditating and they're talking about we use cannabis to help us meditate, like just being in that environment, and and partaking and having that experience, it just changed things for me, and and I think that for me the the again the bigger vision was. And I don't want to sound too woo-woo if that's not too late, but there's, but there's <laughs> some kind of relationship we have with, with nature, you know, with animals and with plants, right? That there's a plant that, you know, you can consume and it opens your mind and allows you to, to see things differently. And, and because you see things differently, you start to make different choices in your life that improve the quality of your life. To me, like, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's woo woo at all. Um, Ellie, you know, coming from me, I would describe myself as you know, somewhat as somewhat of a spiritual person. Um, but also, like recently, as I'm sure you know, there's been lots more science coming out about kind of our relationship with nature and like a lot about like the trees and stuff like that, as well as um, with psychedelics and mushrooms too. There's a lot of research going on with that as well. Yeah, there, there's. I mean, again, and I think that. The, the big message is, is the Gemini message, right? It's about curiosity and realizing that, you know, there's so much there's, and it's scary at first, but when you lean into it, it's, it's cool because you realize there's so much to learn and every, every bit morsel of knowledge we learn, it helps us see the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what was it marijuana that you, I guess, tried in college that helped you in some way? 
as Hell, well. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I had a roommate and uh, he was a smoker and I was just going through like a really tough time, had a, a bad, really bad game. And I was, you know, I'd come back my senior year to win the Heisman Trophy and I had a just really bad game. And at the same time, I found out that my ex-girlfriend was with the quarterback. I just was like, I was just in a bad, bad way. And he said, you need to just chill. And he passed the bong and I took one hit. And I noticed in 20 minutes, I wasn't obsessing about the game. I wasn't obsessing about my ex. We went to Blockbuster, Blockbuster. And we <laughs> rented Blazing Saddles. We watched the movie. I laughed my ass off, kind of let everything go. The next two weeks, I had back-to-back 300-yard games and was, you know, back on track to win the Heisman. And so hmm. it, it, made an, it made an impact, made a big impact in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in what other ways has, I guess, marijuana and plant medicine had, had like helped you? Well, to me, that, that's, that's really the, the, main, the main way. Is, okay. is that, my, my opinion of, of what cannabis is, is something that, um, <laughs> that it's, it's spiritual medicine. And again, like when I say I'm spiritual, I, I don't mean it as a, as a title. I mean it more as the way I look at the world is I believe that we're all spiritual, meaning we're all spirits here having an experience, right? The sense of when I'm around you, I, I mean, even now I can see your face, but as we talk, there's, a, there's an energy exchange I can feel something that's beyond your body, right? That there's, there's a, a radiance or a light that, that's coming from all of us. And I think that's more of who we are than the actual physical bodies, okay? I see, okay. That, that's what I mean when I, when I say, say spiritual. And I know for me, when I started using cannabis, it helped me tap into that idea and not get so stuck on the physical form of things. Okay, got it. That makes sense. And so I think sometimes you need to be stuck to the physical form. So anything can be abused. But I think mm-hmm. the problem that we have as society is we're too stuck to the physical form. Interesting. And what was it? What was it like to wrestle these two passions um, of football and plant medicine while you're playing in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, again, uh, the trickster, it was fun, you know, trying to figure out how to pass all the drug tests. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's really, that was really the wrestling of the passions is, is, okay, I have these two passions, how can they coexist with each other? And the main, okay. main, main problem to solve is, how can I play football and consume cannabis? And so it was finding ways to, f- to, figure, that, to figure that out. Interesting. That, was, that wasn't the answer I was expecting. I was expecting like this. <laughs> oh, it was just a long, hard struggle. It's the, the, it, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't because, again, what, like... I retired from football, so I, they weren't happening at the same time, right? I, I got a break to go really just wide buck wild. And, and, and again, I, I didn't, it was just, I was guided by something. Mm-hmm. I started studying Ayurveda, which I wanted to be a healer. And it was in a town called Grass Valley. And I didn't know it was like one of the cannabis growing capitals of California. And so people had heard my story and they just started walking up to me and giving me weed on the side of the road. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, like, this is just really interesting. And at the time, again, I was studying Ayurveda. So I was studying herbs and I was had access to all this legal cannabis. And so I started formulating, taking what I was learning about mixing herbs in school and creating medicines with, with cannabis. And it was, it was fun. And so then, you know, after that year off, I guess you could say, I, for the most part, I got it out of my system where you do with like no rules and just pat literally pounds <laughs> <laughs> oh lord 
it, you know, and then when I went back to the NFL, you know, it was like, okay, it was do it now I'm back doing this. And so it, there was this kind of going back and forth in this integration process. And I felt like every year there was a greater and greater integration. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Interesting. And, um, so when, when you officially you know, retired from the NFL for good, like, what was that transition like for you out, out of the NFL? And like, was it a hard transition? No. Because I, I had practice, you know, and really the, the main motivating factor of me retiring was there's just other things I'd rather be doing. And so, you know, I, I was like we <laughs> we lost to the Patriots in the AFC championship game on Saturday. And that Wednesday I was taking my first class it's like seminar. And so okay. I was like literally like right in ready to, to hit the ground running and whatever was next. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Because he had already got got what did that deep dive into what you're passionate about before exactly and, yeah. and i spent, and i so when i came back after my my first retirement i spent my like i went to massage therapy school i started diving in and studying all of these things that i that i found i had a passion for so after five more years in the nfl i was ready to to really put more time and energy into those other things mm -hmm. right interesting do do you look back at that first retirement as being kind of like one of your, I guess, best decisions that you maybe, maybe have ever made in your life? Um, I, I mean, I think it could have been more graceful, but, but for <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, I, again, you know, I got it done somehow and, you know, looking back, I could, again, it could have been more graceful, but yes, for sure. Yeah. It was a difficult decision and, and, and it saved my life. It, gave, mm. it, it saved my life. It gave me my life back, gave me my body back, gave me purpose. You know, it's yeah. It yeah. made my life so much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So how does this journey lead you to co-founding your other company, Real Wellness? Yeah. So it was just the story I was just telling uh, when I was in Northern California. And at the time, my, uh, my son, Prince, was he was two and he had really bad eczema. I mean, it's horrible watching this kid like scratch his skin off every night, you know, couldn't sleep. And so studying Ayurveda and I had access, I learned how to make salves. And so I was reading about medicinal marijuana for the first time and all these other herbs. And so I started experimenting and making medicines and I created a salve that helped. And, you know, that feeling of taking knowledge about nature and turning it into something that helps my son suffer less. It just was so energizing. That's something I just kept thinking about and kept playing with. And when I went back to play football, uh, I spent a lot less time in the training room because I was using herbs to treat my to treat myself and so when I uh, started thinking about moving into the cannabis industry um, I, I didn't want to do the I didn't want to go the rec route to begin with because um, my my true passion uh, in cannabis is really about making medicine and so we launched real wellness uh, and it was about taking cannabinoids and combining them with uh, traditional herbal formulas and cr creating real medicinal marijuana and I think that's the future. That's the future of cannabis. You know, in, in my herbal training, you know, one of the, the main tenets is if you give herbs with together with other herbs strategically, you can make the herbs more effective and you can ameliorate okay. side effects. And so it's 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 just a, a more humane and effective way to, to use to use herbs. Okay. And especially something like cannabis, which is really power is really powerful medicine. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what are some of like the products that you offer at real wellness yeah so when we we first launched real wellness we actually launched as a thc company 
Um, okay. And we had, we had two vapes, one we called the headies and it was um, CBD, THC, and three headache herbs, um, feverfew, uh, angelica, uh, white widow, and chamomile. Uh, and then we had another vape we called Serenity, and we had uh, six um, calming herbs, nervines, and with again a, a three to one uh, CBD to THC ratio. Uh, and we had a CBD formula we called Optimize, which are it's a a formula that just activates the body and gets people like pre pre workout. Really cool formula I got from one of my uh, uh, instructors at, in Chinese medicine. Um, really cool ancient uh, martial arts formula. Oh, that's cool interesting. Yeah, it was really, really cool to, to create that formula. Uh, and then we, I created a topical. Um, it's really great for uh, muscles and, and, and sores. And sore muscles and, and uh, joints, really great for arthritis. And a formula that, I, again, I found from one of, my, one of my teachers. And it's just cool, you know, look, looking in these old books and talking to my teachers and coming up with these formulas, you know, mm -hmm. combining them with cannabis to make them even better. And then uh, sharing them with people it's it's really been a rewarding experience yeah yeah do you have a do you have like a favorite that we have it the optimize is my favorite it's, okay. it's just a really it's a really because it, it's it's based in chinese medical theory so it's it, it's it's hard to ex explain to you know to a western mind but it really is just about getting the flow it's about getting the flow mm -hmm. getting the flow going you know it's it's a liver formula and the liver and Chinese medicine rules the tendons and the ligaments, right? And you know how when we get really stressed and tight, we, our, our joints get get tight, tight up, tied up like this. So this mm -hmm. is a formula that just lets everything flow, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's again, it's, it's great for pre uh, pre workout, or pre movement, or just in the morning to get things going. Interesting. Okay, I wouldn't see this. That's interesting because I wouldn't have thought of. Um... I guess, herbal medicine to be used as a, like a pre-workout way, you know, usually when I want to think of pre-workout or when you see like pre-workout stuff, it's like this blue powder and it's like lightning on the, on the uh, yeah, container. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's a different perspective. I mean, that's more of like force your body to work out, but this way is more prepare your body, right? Mm -hmm. Prepare your body too. The same way of like doing a warm up, right? Before you work out. And when I played football, guys would either take extra 20 minutes to warm their bodies up or they would pop pills, you know, that, that, because you got to get the body warm. Are you going to do it the easy way or you're going to do it the hard way? Right. Interesting. Okay. I didn't even know players did that, but <laughs> in the NFL. Oh, I'm telling yeah. you, in the NFL, like if you don't pop pills, you feel like you're 85 years old in practice. If you pop that pill the night before, you feel like you're 12. I mean, it's, it's that it's real. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> New perspective. <laughs> well, it's Sorry. funny because I was, I've, I've said this to my wife over and over again, and you know, she had to have a C-section. And so we were in the hospital and the, the doctor came in and they're like, we're going to give you your Tordal. And I was like, Tordal, that's what we take in football. And then I told her that same story and she's kind of laughed. And then the other day, since we're home now and she's not hooked up to the medicine and it started to wear off, she was like, Oh, <laughs> 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 she was like, I know what you mean. Yeah. Ah, oh wow. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, so with both like real wellness and Leela and running both these companies, like what's your ultimate vision for real wellness? And like, how do you see your focus shift with, as both these companies continue to grow? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I don't, I can't predict 
how the focus will shift. It's kind of this thing where I feel like it's kind of like having a child is you, you give birth to something and then you you're there to nurture it and help it grow into what it, to what it's meant to become. But, you know, my personal goal made this goal a while back was to get paid to be myself, you know, and part of that is the appearances I do and all that other stuff, but it's more of like when I'm doing a business, it's really an, ex it's an extension of what I've received, been able to process and feel really good about sharing with the world and creating vehicles in order in order to be able to do that. And so what I've learned about plants and herbs, I've created real wellness as a vehicle to share that with people who are open to it and want to and want to receive it. And with with Leela, you know, the same thing, people that are that really would like to experience improvement in their relationships and the quality of their lives. This is this is an, an offering and we've created something and we're creating something that people can use use for that reason mm -hmm. and the, the you know the other company that that we're launching this uh, this fall uh heisman is is our is our foray into the recreational cannabis space and it really brings together a lot of what we've talked about it brings together sports and cannabis as a, as a lifestyle so you know something that again where i started growing up in the 80s these you know these two things were, were separate and uh mm -hmm. and now you know, through my life showing that actually they, they do well together. Yeah. They, they can't, they can't be mutually. They're no longer mutually exclusive. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's so funny. I got a, I got a text. <laughs> I got a text today um, from someone and it's, it's uh, the NFL. It says NFL, NFLPA offers $1 million in grants for pain management research, including cannabis and CBD. So th this is the world we live in today. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great progress. Yeah. Um, so talk to me more about your, the podcast that you do and why you started that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's going to be say, me saying the same thing. Um, just this idea of getting my voice out into the world. And, right. and for me, it was more of just getting over my own insecurities and my own fears. You know, I remember uh, after I retired from the NFL, I went back to the University of Texas to get my bachelor's degree and I, and I had a mentor and I remember calling him one day and I said, I have a confession to make, you know, I said, I'm into astrology, you know, and he, and he, and he kind of laughed and he, you know, we kind of poked fun at me, but it opened up this conversation where I started to be able to have an intelligent conversation about something that was very passionate to me. And he helped me devise a program for, uh, for teenagers, for sixth and, and seventh graders uh, introducing them to the archetypes, which was really cool, you know, to, to modify these astrological concepts to, to be able to, to give these kids some very useful tools. Um, and that really kind of set me on, on this path of thinking, okay, how do I take this knowledge and, and do something and put it into, into the world in a way that, that can, make it, can make it real? And so the podcast is just an extension of that is, mm -hmm. is you know, because to me, you know, one of the things I hated as, a, as an athlete was the questions that I would get in interviews. You know, they're just, I didn't feel like they were talking to me. I felt they were talking at this projected image of who I was supposed to be. And one of the things about an astrological chart is you can really see who's on, who's underneath the hood, who's in there. And, and so I wanted to create a podcast where I can talk to people and ask questions, these, these deeper, if you will, questions that hopefully, you know, things about themselves that they cherish, but have never been given the opportunity to share with other people. Right. Yeah. And I, I read somewhere that you weren't really a big fan of uh, these interviews, right? During your career in the NFL. 
Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Because I felt like I had something to say, but, you know, the way the questions were asked when I said what I had to say, I sounded like a weirdo. And that, Mm -hmm. to me, that didn't feel very good. Right. 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 Interesting. Cool. So getting these last uh, handful of questions here. As someone who's reached some of the highest levels of performance uh, in sport, what perspectives do you have around maybe like the psychology of these elite performers? Well, I mean, the simple, the first one is, is my opinion is, is you have to, you have to love, you have to have love what you do. And, and I don't mean like if you're a football player, you have to love football necessarily. It could be, you can love, like for me, I loved running, right? I love trying to figure out how to master a play. Okay. Honestly, like the, the points and all that other stuff, I, I really didn't care. Uh, only reason I cared about winning and losing was because when we lost, everyone was in a bad mood for the, the whole week. But for me, it was really about mastering my craft, you know? And, and so if I think if you're going to perform at any level, you have to, you have to find that thing that you just love. Right. Cause then you don't, you, you don't perceive it as hard work. And even when you do, it's something you take pride, you take pride in. Okay. You take pride in. Um, and I think the other thing is there's a level of intensity that needs that needs to be managed. You know, I think greatness always comes at a at a at a cost. And I think if you manage it, that's the cost is the cost of managing it. And if you don't, you pay the cost in other ways. And so I, I think you know there's a myth of of you know if you're great, everything's good, but it's it's actually quite the opposite because you you pay a price for greatness. And I think that's a good thing but just be more conscious about it. Right. Are you a really competitive person? Uh, I compete against myself more than I compete against other people. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cause because I couldn't, I couldn't me, tell. I was trying to get like, get your vibe around it throughout the interview. But. <laughs> to me though, if you compete, if you compete with other people, that's a, that's a form of comparison. And I'm really like, Every time I've ever compared myself to someone, eventually I end up feeling like crap. And so I just stopped doing it. And, and so, I, but if I compete against myself, you know, it always feels good because I can always get better. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Interesting. Let's say we meet again on the street in five years. What would you want to be telling me they've accomplished or created since this conversation? <laughs> Honestly, that I'm still smiling. You know? Because the nature of the way I see my life, it's, a, it's like a, it's an upward trajectory. And so if I'm not moving in that direction or I don't feel like moving in that direction, I'm not going to be smiling. And so, you know, if I'm still smiling, it means that it's all good. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I, I, I think, you know, my, my favorite saying is life happens for us, not to us, you know? And so I have this attitude of like, whatever is showing up, like, bring it on. Let's, let's get it on. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes it gets me in trouble. My wife doesn't like that, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. No. And that also goes back to what you said before about um, you just kind of wanting to get paid to be yourself. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, there's, there's, there's a deeper part of that statement is, you know, I think, I believe we're here to radiate something right? I think we all have a unique perspective, right? And we, we have, we take in these experiences of life and we, if we're earnest, we turn them into wisdom, okay? And I think 
the peace that we live when we develop that kind of wisdom, it radiates off of us. And I think it gives hope to people even unconsciously. And I think if more people, you know, have this kind of attitude, I think the world becomes a better place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what does your daily routine look like? Oh, so I get up. Um, first thing I do is I come into my office and I do my morning prayers, I do sun salutations and depending on when my first meetings are, if I have time, I'll, I'll meditate then. Um, if not, I'll, I'll start my meetings, podcasts, readings, you know. Uh, and then when I get time, I'll make sure to get my meditation in. And lately, you know, every time I can, I hop over and check on baby soul and, and mama. Um, and then end of the day comes and uh, I'm outside with the book and a joint and, and doing my nighttime meditation. Awesome. Sounds like a good day. Sounds like a good routine yeah. down. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, so as is the name of the podcast, the driving force podcast, what do you think has been your driving force throughout your life? Um, perfection, perfection, you know, and not, not like a perfectionist where I'm judging myself, but realizing that I can always get better. And that's, that's been my driving force is, is getting better. Yeah, kind of whatever facet it was, well, football, I mean, it changes, right? yeah. football, then relations, yeah. whatever I aim at is like this intense beam of I'm going to get better at this. Right, right. Awesome. And then so lastly here, before I wrap up, well, I guess what, what would you like to leave the listeners with? Like maybe it could be around maybe like finding more meaning in life, staying true to your purpose, well-being or your something else. I mean, Gemini season, talking to a Gemini is really curiosity. You know, like ask, ask the hard questions and don't be afraid of the answers. You know, like it's cliche, but, but really sitting some time and really thinking about what is the purpose of life? Why am I here? And just keep asking until something shows up that actually makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we'll, we'll end it there. <laughs> yeah. um, well, uh, Ricky, thanks again for coming on the show. This, this was great. No, of course. Thank you. Um, where can people go to find you online? Um, so I'm on Twitter at uh, Rick the Laureate, uh, Instagram at Williams. Uh, you can check out Lila. It's Lilaverse, L-I-L-A-V-E-R-S-E dot app. Uh, sign up for our mailing list because uh, we launch in a couple of weeks, but we're starting a beta. So if you want to get an early peek at what we're doing, check us out there. Uh, and realwellnessherbal.com. Check out um my formulas i formulated all of them and they're really cool so check them out uh and then heisman.co h-i-g-h-s-m-a-n.co yeah. awesome and you all calls to visit my website chaserosa.com and follow me on instagram at chaserosa4 for updates on new episodes thanks to everyone who's listening and see you next time